living spaces, you know, in your own meditation practice and uh, make use of it. Because it's about, uh, this thing I've tried to um, refer to in many ways about establishing a field, field of practice. So the theme of a field is you, you bring something to mind. You set up certain boundaries, certain themes, certain, you could say protocols, you know, like no abuse here. <laughs> you set that up and a certain boundary of attention. And then whatever arises in your awareness, you, you bring it into that. So that has to be met with a mind that's established on goodwill and clarity and attentiveness. Yeah? So that, that's the theme of fields. So whatever, and this, you know, and the use of a, of a ritual is just to, just to potentize it, just to solemnize it a little more, you know, to give it a little more weight to it because, uh, you know, the mind can, there's nothing can change so quick as a mind. <laughs> it's just so, sh- so this just helps to embed it a little more fully in an outward form and then you, you kind of participate in it in a ritual way and that means you're actually engaging these three faculties, your body, your heart and your speech, you know, these faculties, what's called body, speech and mind, it's actually body, heart and speech really, you know. so speech is thought, definite articulation. And this is, um, you know, help, something we can use. And it's uh, pretty much a standard in any, in any culture. You'll see rituals for deaths, for births, for marriages, for, you know, consecrations, for, you know, memorials, because something needs to be embedded quite deeply so that we really sit in that and take it in fully. It's not a small matter and I think this does help to to give one's meditation practice, one's Dharma practice a little more deep embeddedness as we all know how easily thoughts in the mind can just sway us and gives us doubt and gets very agitated my sense is we all benefit from having as much support we can in getting really nicely settled and to, to meet what life must bring to us, which is things that definitely definitely rock us around. So I just um, present some of this and, and, and w- walk through it a little bit slowly. Yeah, and so by all means, you know, you get the themes. You can then consider in your own practice how you want to use though what you want to run through your mind in terms of those those themes. So I bring to mind and invoke 
the Buddha, the awakened one, the one truly awakened by himself through the courage to go out on his own, through the resilience and the resolve to keep practicing no matter what, and through the, his penetration to truth. I wish to bring the Buddha to mind in this respect. I wish to bring and invoke the Buddha as the one who moved by compassion, spent his entire waking life teaching, instructing, encouraging others for their welfare. I wish to bring to mind and evoke the Buddha as someone who had the gifts to be able to express this subtle and profound teaching in words that we can still make use of. And so bringing the Buddha to mind, I also acknowledge my ability to bear such a thing in mind and to receive the blessings of the Buddha. I wish to bring to mind and evoke the Dhamma, the truth of the way things really are, revealed by a Buddha, uh, taught in words, modeled in deeds, exemplified, penetrated by view. A Dhamma that is immediate, accessible, inviting me inwards to encouraging, revealed through my own efforts, through my own wisdom. I wish to bring to mind, invoke the Dhamma which produces harmony, welfare and liberation. I wish to bring to mind and evoke the Dhamma which is persisting to this day and taught to this day which I aspire to realize for myself. I wish to bring to mind and invoke the Sangha those who have practiced well those who have practiced directly, those who have practiced with insight, those who have practiced, in appropriate, practiced with integrity through thousands of years, many different personalities, many different characteristics have struggled and worked and followed the pathway of the Buddha and who are still present in this day and age. I wish to bring to mind and evoke any members of that extended community of practitioners who I know, who I read about, who act as models for my behavior. I wish to bring to mind and evoke Sangha so that I may also see myself as part of that community of followers.
So I wish to make offerings to the, into this field so that by my act of offering I'm entering into uh, contributing, participating in this uh, field that we can all bear in mind. So I offer flowers and this is the symbol of integrity, virtue, sila. Um, it's flower because it is natural, is rooted in the earth, is that which comes alive, causes us to open and blossom, is gentle, and the qualities of this flower spread everywhere. to offer light candles. The candles represent banya, discernment, clarity, seeing, shedding darkness. They are simple, clear lights, uncolored. Uh, shining, whose whose illumination is not uh, limited. I wish to offer <coughs> water. And I can use if you use incense incenses for samadhi. Water is compassion and goodwill. The water of the of kindness and compassion. When I bring these to my head, I'm offering this from my intentions, I'm offering it with my body, I'm offering it with my heart. May these intentions come strongly into my awareness and guide me in my practice. <clears throat> Having made offerings, this is a way in which such integrity as I have, such clarity as I have, such goodwill as I have, may that meet the great field of the triple gem with the clarity, the integrity and the compassion of that great field. And may as my offerings enter that field, may I be uplifted within that field. So when you establish, and then you stay in that, you use the chanting to keep staying within that. The chanting is a, it's rhythmic, it's musical, and particularly in the group, it's a universal meeting and merging 
of heart energy in, in that in that reference point in that triple gem frame yeah so we potentize the field with our offerings with our bodies with our thoughts and with our voices you potentize that and then within that whatever arises in awareness whether it's called me other people alive dead hostile friendly curious mysterious wonderful whatever sits within that field <laughs> and has to be received with integrity with clarity and with compassion this is my practice So let's um, move into the evening puja, the chanting. Cultivate, uh, to make the offering in English. disciples who have practiced well. To these the Buddha, the Dhamma and the Sangha we render with offerings our rightful homage. It is well for us that the Blessed One having attained liberation still had compassion for later generations. May they simple offerings be accepted for our long-lasting benefit and for the happiness it gives us. The Lord, the perfectly enlightened and blessed one, I render homage to the Buddha the Blessed One. The teaching so completely explained by him, I bow to the Dhamma. The Blessed One's disciples who have practiced well, I bow to the Sangha. No, let us pay for 
Wunder. Homage to the blessed, noble, and perfectly enlightened one. Homage to the blessed, noble, and perfectly enlightened one. Homage to the blessed, noble, and perfectly enlightened one. Now let us chant the recollection of the Buddha. A good word of the Blessed One's reputation has spread as follows. He, the Blessed One, is indeed the Pure One, the Perfectly Enlightened One. He is impeccable in contact and understanding, the accomplished one, the knower of the worlds. He trains perfectly those who wish to be trained. He is teacher of gods and humans. He is awake and holy. Now let us chant the supreme praise of the Buddha. The Buddha, the truly worthy one, endowed with such excellent qualities, whose being is composed of purity, transcendental wisdom and compassion, who has enlightened the wise like the sun awakening the lotus. I bow my head to that peaceful chief of conquerors, the Buddha who is the safe, secure refuge of all beings as the subject of recollection. I venerate it with bowed head I am indeed the Buddha's servant. The Buddha is my Lord and guide. The Buddha is sorrow's destroyer who bestows blessings on me. To the Buddha I dedicate this body and life and in devotion I will walk the Buddha's path of awakening. For me there is no other refuge. The Buddha is my excellent refuge. Of this truth may I grow in the Master's way by my devotion to the Buddha and the blessing of this practice. By its power may all obstacles be overcome. By body, speech, or mind, for whatever action I have committed towards the Buddha, may my acknowledgement of fault be accepted, that in future there may be restraint regarding the Buddha. Let's <laughs> the recollection of the Dhamma. The Dhamma is well expounded by the Blessed One, apparent here and now, timeless, encouraging investigation, leading inwards 
to be experienced individually by the wise, known as chant the supreme praise of the Dhamma. It is excellent because it is well expounded and it can be divided into path and fruit, learning and liberation. The Dhamma holds those who uphold it from falling into delusion. I revere the excellent teaching, that which removes darkness, the Dhamma which is the supreme, secure refuge of all beings, as the second object of recollection, I venerated with bowed head. I am indeed the Dhamma servant. The Dhamma is my Lord and guide. The Dhamma is sorrow's destroyer. Who did bestows blessings on me? To the Dhamma I dedicate this body and life and in devotion I will walk this excellent way of truth. For me there is no other refuge. The Dhamma is my excellent refuge. By the utterance of this truth, may I grow in the Master's way by my devotion to the and the blessing of this practice by its power May all obstacles be overcome by body, speech, or mind, whatever action I have committed towards the Dhamma. May my acknowledgement of fault be accepted, that in future there may be restraint regarding the Dhamma. The recollection of the Sangha. They are the blessed ones, disciples, who have practiced well, who have practiced directly, who have practiced insightfully, those who practice with integrity, that is, the four pairs, the eight kinds of noble beings. These are the blessed ones, disciples. Such ones are worthy of gifts, Worthy of hospitality, worthy of offerings, worthy of respect. They give occasion for incomparable goodness to arise in the world. All in this chant, the supreme praise of the Sangha. Born of the Dhamma, that Sangha which has practiced well, the field of the Sangha formed of eight kinds of noble beings, guided in body and mind by excellent morality and virtue. I revere that assembly of noble beings perfected in purity, the Sangha, which is the supreme, secure refuge of all beings, as the third object of recollection, I venerate it with bowed head. I am indeed the Sangha servant. The Sangha is my Lord and guide. 
the Sangha is sorrow's destroyer, and it bestows blessings on me. To the Sangha I dedicate this body and life, and in devotion I will walk the well-practiced way of the Sangha. For me there is no other refuge. The Sangha is my excellent refuge. By the utterance of this truth, May I grow in the Master's way by my devotion to the Sangha and the blessing of this practice. By its power, may all obstacles be overcome. By body, speech, or mind, for whatever action I have to commit toward the Sangha, may my acknowledgement of fault be accepted that in future there may be restraint regarding the Sangha.